This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright. And this week, it's one of those rare interview weeks, guys. We're going to be bringing on a a guest, a very important guest, actually. And he's going to share some some topics, uh, some insights on a topic that I think a lot of us tend to overlook. And we don't think it's an issue. Um, And just like this whole journey of trying to become better men, there's a lot of stuff that we don't think are issues that not until we get a little bit more information on them and kind of crack open that egg do we realize, okay, this is something I probably need to pay closer attention to uh, and really see the benefits across our entire um, aspect of our lives. So that being said, guys, I've got a, a incredible guest. I've already had the pleasure of chatting with him before. Extremely knowledgeable in his field. He is an expert, and we'll kind of get into wondering how he uh, stumbled across this path in the first place. Um, but uh, Gary Allman is a, a sleep performance coach. He works with high level entrepreneurs, fitness professionals, and professional athletes. Uh, and uh, he's really passionate about the importance of sleep, how optimizing it can improve our muscle and our recovery and just our overall health and function. So, uh, Gary, I appreciate you coming on and. Uh, yeah, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, the feeling's mutual, my friend. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So um, I know I kind of uh, teased it a little bit there in your intro. What, what got you into to understanding and wanting to study more about sleep and, and all that it can do? Yeah, so I've been on quite the journey, <clears throat> my end in coaching. Um, I've got a lot of experience in mindset and performance coaching. And um, I've also struggled with sleep myself, but I've never really given it any thought. Uh, This was back in my corporate days when I used to work my nine to five before I made the transition into coaching. And um, the more I got into the coaching side of mindset, the more I kept coming across sleep and recovery being a factor of performance. Mm. And I would always work with people who, were struggling with their sleep. They were very burnt out. They were tired. They were busy people, but they didn't really know how to optimize it. And I was always focusing on their mindset and then helping them overcome their limiting beliefs of what they could achieve with their business and then the limiting procrastination. But they would always say to me, oh, Gary, I'm just overwhelmed all the time. I'm, I don't have time in a day. And I dug more into the sleep stuff because they, they kept sort of saying similar things to me, such as, you know, I, I only get five hours. I've only got time to get you know, five hours a night or maximum of six. Mm -hmm. And the more I realized how sleep actually affects the mind, the more I realized that there weren't many people talking about the importance of it when it comes to focus and actually getting the result we want and being able to be in a healthy space with our mind and our body to put everything we can into our business. Now, the more I went into it and the more I learned, the more I thought that there's a huge market for this. There is always the mindset coaches out there there's always the business coaches out there and there's always the personal trainers now you'll get results with those guys but if you nail sleep as well and you can know how to optimize your sleep for your genetics and for your overall health patterns and what you want to achieve you'll be in the best possible place you can in order to grow your business or just perform better as a human being whatever you want whether that's your family life or whether that's your um, personal life in your goals, you'll always be able to perform better when you come around to actually optimizing your sleep. So it was a huge circle for me, but um, sleep is something I'm hugely passionate about now. I'm a I'm qualified sleep recovery coach and I've gone all in on it. So I just know how it changes people's lives when they can actually know what time to go to bed, what time to wake up is best for them and how to get that deep restorative sleep that their body actually needs day to day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because like you said, you've, you've got a background, um, you know, in the corporate world. Uh, what, mm. what was it that you, that you were doing before? I used to work as a senior manager actually in, in uh, the automotive trade for BMW. Okay. I've done a few mindset things around leadership 
in there because I was leading a team of 14 people and we have training people come in. We have, we had a few business coaches come in and they were talking about leadership skills and performance skills and mindset and how to get the best out of your team. But I I was never fully on board with it because it was, it was kind of generic advice that that I'd heard time and time again. (laughs) So I dug, I dug into the mindset side my own, in my own time, because I thought if I want to become a better manager, I can improve my mindset skill. Mm. And naturally as I, as I put my work into that and I became more and more um, involved in it, I wanted to do it full time. So I'd made the transition into that, into sort of, 2018 late 2018 and then with the sleep stuff that just has naturally amalgamated into my business um but now it is a point now where it's all in on sleep and mindset is a very very small part of it yeah you know it's it's coming from that background though uh and and looking at a lot of the people that you work with you know the the high level uh, entrepreneurs the fitness professionals the athletes uh <laughs> the common the common theme is uh you know, if you want to win, then you have to do it at all costs. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and does that ever factor like sleep into the equation? Because everybody's talking about how they're up at four, they're going to bed later than everybody else. They're at the office before everybody else. Like how, how's that working for those guys? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, this is the problem, Jason, with the culture, the society we live in. Everything is hustle culture. Everything is grind. Everything's 24 seven. Mm-hmm. The reality is you can probably do that for six months to a year. If you go all out, you could do that and you could build a business. There's no doubt about it, but eventually you will crash and you will burn. And this is why I work with high level people because high level people are always thinking about the future. They're always thinking about their performance and they're always thinking about the long game. They're in the mindset of the long game. What can I achieve five, 10, 20 years from now? And if my health is terrible and my sleep is terrible, my schedule is terrible, this is not sustainable for what I want to achieve. If you're in a startup business, and this is why I don't work with startup entrepreneurs because they're in a completely different space, then obviously you can put those hours in for a short-term gain. You have to you know, work hard, obviously, to get what you want. But when you get to a certain point, you don't have to continue to do that because you just can't physically sustain it. You will crash. There's no um, superhuman being out there that can sustain that lifestyle. Yeah. And... You know, you see a lot of people who put too much stress on themselves. They put too much pressure on themselves. And a lot of that stems from poor sleep quality because they can't function. So their nervous system is heightened and their functional thought patterns aren't where they want them to be. So they focus on things that they don't need to. And from an athlete point of view, if they're not recovering properly and they're struggling with, you know, perhaps traveling across the country. So, for instance, they're in the States, they're traveling from East Coast to West Coast, and there's a three-hour time difference their sleep quality can be drastically affected and they won't perform at the day they want to um, or at the time they want to. So we can look at things like that and look at their data and track their data to see how their body is responding and we can get them into a different time window and a different sleeping window to um, optimize their performance and actually get the best out of their um, muscles and their cells and their brain when they need to. Mm. Absolutely. And do you get much pushback uh, from people when you tell them that they need more sleep? Like what's, what's usually the, what's usually the first reaction? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I get, I, I tell people they need more sleep. What I, what I tend to do is show them the science behind it. And then they actually go, ah, oh, this doesn't appeal to me. I, I'm okay. Yeah. I don't need this. And then I think, what is your goal? And I, I ask them what their goal is. And a lot of the time they say, you know, I want six, seven figure business. or I want to, you know, if it's a golfer that I, I, I just finished working with, a, with a, a PGA teaching professional that springs to mind. And his goal was to actually give better lessons when he was working with his students and also to shoot lower scores when he was out competing in minor tour events. So I said to him, tell me what your goal is. I want to, you know, I want to shoot five rounds in the sixties, over the next six months. Okay, fantastic. How's your current sleeping schedule? How's your on-course feeling when you're out there and you're under pressure? Can you focus clearly? Are you feeling tired on the back nine? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. And you just drive home the point of how sleep affects every single aspect of our physiology mm-hmm. and our brain. 
And the same with the businessman. If they want to, if they want to accomplish, or an entrepreneur, if they want to accomplish a set goal, you have to get them to think about the mindset space and the physical state they're going to be in. If they continue to go at the pace they're going at, mm. can you sustain it? Oh, actually, I'll probably feel really tired after six months. I'll probably feel really stressed. Okay, so you can see some benefit here in sleep. So what if I could add an extra hour of sleep into your schedule? Would that make you more productive? Would you be able to get more done in, say, would you be able to get more done in nine hours as you currently do in 12, 13, or 14 hours? Get them into that mindset. And off the back of that, they'll then lose weight because they're making better choices with food. Their hormones are in balance. Mm-hmm. They're actually recovering better if they're exercising as well, you know, for their well-being. They're recovering faster. It's not, they're not doing leg day and it's taken three or four days to recover. Yeah. <laughs> We've you know, all been there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Their muscles can recover quicker because they're getting the sleep, mm-hmm. the human growth hormone release. They're getting the lactic acid removal that their body needs mm-hmm. to actually go again two days later mm-hmm. or two and a half days later rather than three or four days. Yeah. And then stacking up little wins like that over time builds into that proper routine that they can actually be at their best, you know, nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10 when they need it. There's always going to be the one or two day where they do need to push later into the night and they do need to go outside their scope. But my coaching is based around knowing what is best for your body. So you have that blueprint. So you can actually go to that when you need to. It removes all the guesswork. So they're not guessing that they need six hours or they need seven hours or they need eight hours. They know what's best for them. And if mm-hmm. they need to stray away from it, they can always come back to that point to get back on track again. Yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, I've found that the best, um, the best coaches and the best coaching systems are the ones that provide a, a framework, a framework that's got some flexibility to it, um, but has enough of kind of like that lighthouse on a hill uh, component to where like, you know, where to go back to when you need to stray away from the path. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Stuck to sustainable is, mm-hmm. is what we preach at, at the sleep performance coach. If you're depending on me, I'm not a good coach. Yes. If I'm moving you from stuck to sustainable and I can take the stabilizers off and I can push you along the road on your bike, mm-hmm. I can let go and you can carry on as a client. That's fantastic. And I can ask questions. I can check in with you once a year, whatever yeah. it is, but I'll never, ever be there for you to depend on because that means I've not done my job properly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I see uh, it's even tempting, like in, in my space where it comes to not the website, uh, but in my, my coaching <laughs> space where it's more, you know, personal training and, and some physical therapy components to it. But it's mostly how to optimize your, your health and your fitness. And, uh, you know, I, I've found I've got peers who, who really take pride in the more hands on that they are. Um, and the more that their clients can depend on them, then they feel like the better coach that they are. And I'm just like, I feel that that's not, that's not sustainable for me. You know, like I know myself well enough to know that. And if my, my whole thing is how can I enable you enough to, and empower you to kind of do it without me, but me give you everything that you need to understand how to do that. Uh, but it just it by result and gaining trust and that good relationship. I think you've probably found this too that there's people who want to keep working with you um, just because they know that like if they don't have you there to just kind of every now and then nudge them back on the right track, then they, they know they're going to fall off. So it's it's a it's a matter of know thyself. Um, and you know, surely you've got those. I, I get those too. Like they finish their program, they feel great. Like they feel like they've got everything they need. They're on their own. We still keep in touch as needed. Uh, but then there's the ones that's just like, I want to keep working with you because I don't trust myself to sustain this. Mm. Yeah, that's where you have to be very careful of drawing the line. And you have to say, there's a bit, there's a bit of discipline there where I, I'll sort of say to my clients, I've given you every single thing that I know, every single thing I have studied is in that program for you to be a better person, a better man, better woman when it comes to sleep. Yeah. You've got to make it work now. You've got the resources. You need to get resourceful. You have that routine. It's okay. It's like it's like taking the, the safety harness off and just saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to check in with you in a year's time or six months' time, but you just have to bring the awareness to what they've actually gone through because we forget a lot of what we learn. We mm-hmm. we, we go through the program and we only look at the end result and we forget how far we've come. A lot of people fall into that trap. And when clients do get into that mindset space, you can reaffirm it with them and just say you've got 
you know, for my course, they've got lifetime access to the videos. So they can log in at any point. They can go into all sorts of stuff that they need to. The resources are there for them. So it's just about how they utilize it going forward. Yeah. And usually when I say that, they're like, okay, cool, Gary, I understand where you're coming from. But then again, like you say, you get the, the uh, former guys who are like, yeah, fantastic, Jason. Fantastic, Gary. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'll see you down the road. And then they just get the result. They just crack on with it. Yeah. So yeah, that's the, that's the ideal client. But also you're going to have to, you know, give that extra support where it's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And you know, uh, you were talking about how just being able to, to get the appropriate amount of sleep. And again, everybody thinks that, well, I'm sleeping enough hours. I'm going to bed at the right time. I'm waking up at a good time. Uh, and that's been sustainable for me for years and it seems to be working. And then somebody like yourself probably comes in there and, and really does like an audit of, all right, what's your, what's your day look like? How, how are you performing throughout the day? How do you feel about where you're at right now? Because, you know, they're reaching out to you for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. People, people have the mentality that they'll just get by. Yeah. Um, I, I'm okay on six hours. I'm okay on seven hours, whatever it is. Seven hours is fantastic. But if it's not genetically right for you, then we need to look at getting eight hours or nine hours, mm-hmm. you know, or possibly more. I mean, you look at elite athletes, LeBron, LeBron James, obviously his job is a professional basketball player and he's training and he's working out, but he sleeps 12 hours a day. The guy wow. sleeps 12 hours a day because he needs the recovery to do it. Now, obviously 12 hours a day is not possible for a lot of people, but that's genetically what he needs because of his, his job, his physicality is so demanding. He's at the top of his game. He needs to recover. He's not going to get by on eight or nine hours. And it's the same if you're a high level entrepreneur you're not physically taxing yourself like LeBron James is, but mentally you are. And if you're not getting that rest, because just because you don't physically feel tired, it doesn't mean your brain is tired. When you start to feel yourself straying from your laptop and your attention goes towards Netflix because you want to relax and you can't get the job done you want, it's highly likely you're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. And we need to remove the mentality of I'm okay, I'll just get by because you won't be in 10, 20 years time, you'll be unhappy. You'll be very, very um, lethargic. You'll be unmotivated. You won't be performing at your best. And ultimately you'll probably forget what feeling rested actually feels like. You've forgotten what waking up, you know, when you were a kid or a teenager and feeling fantastic because you don't have any other commitments actually feels like you're focusing on the pressures of work and the pressures of life. And you're taking them with you to bed. Your body can't rest because the stress is still there from so many years of being in the same pattern and we need to break that pattern so you can actually get that deep restorative sleep you need to wake up and go wow this is the best night's sleep i've had in 20 you know 10 20 years we say that at the sleep performance coach we say we'll get you the best sleep of your life because a lot of people forget what sleeping actually feels like they just sleep when they want and they go into the same mindset and the same feeling when they wake up they think, ah, oh, just get by. Mm. And that's not what we want. We want a proper um, wake up and energy to be through the roof and just attacking the day like these people want. They want to build a business. They want to build a legacy. They want to build a lifestyle for themselves and their family. And they want to attack the day. Mm. And it all starts with sleep. Yeah. You know, I, that's, that's a big thing that I try to uh, hammer home with my clients as well is that this is about way more than just you getting in shape. Like this is just way more than you exercising because if you can develop that healthy pattern and consistency and discipline there, then that's going to be transferable across every other aspect of your life. Like hope, hopefully, you know, sleep is, is getting addressed, not anywhere near to the depth of, I, I don't even pretend to know enough about sleep and, and things <laughs> like is you. So I don't really coach on it. But I, yeah. I, but I look at it and I go, okay, what's, what's your sleep schedule like? Because we might need to look at making some adjustments there. And usually I'll always go like, hey, I've, I, I've got some, especially now after meeting you, I've got some connections or some resources that could maybe help uh, open that box a little better for you. Mm-hmm. Because everything else across the day is, is improving, like your, your energy and things like that. But you're still struggling to feel focused. You're still struggling to kind of show up with that same energy once you get home. Uh, because a lot of these guys, they're burning the candle at both ends and they get home yeah. and the family's just getting the leftovers. And I don't think that like, that's not what I want. The whole reason I wanted to start my own business was so that that way I could enjoy the time with my family. 
you know, and not be on somebody else's terms. And um, how do you, uh, you know, I know that you track obviously a lot and we'll, we'll kind of, we're going to talk about that right now, but obviously you've got to have data in order to make better decisions. And I had, I had shared something over the weekend about how, like, I know I've, I've been using the whoop strap. Uh, I know you use the, the aura ring and mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking about a, an entrepreneur, let's say like you're going throughout the day and you're feeling like, well, I'm okay. Like I'm getting by, I feel okay. But something I noticed was I was on a very stressful phone call the other day. I didn't realize it was affecting me. Right. Until I got off the call and I got an alert on my phone that said, Hey, activity has been detected. And I was like, okay, what do you, so I pull it up and it looks like I had the most intense workout of my life. And I was at 90% of my max heart rate for over 30 minutes. Didn't know it. I didn't know it. And so it's like, until you start tracking these things, you realize like, no wonder I'm struggling with energy. And if, had I not tracked that, I probably would have gone by like, okay, I felt okay today. Probably not tried to sleep uh, at a a certain timeframe. And then wondered why the next day, like why my workout was crap, why my mood was crap, why I was a little bit testy with people uh, and, you know, hard, hard to focus and hard to show up with the same type of energy. So how do you, how do you like to, to track this kind of data for your clients? What are you looking for? The first thing I'm looking for, if they're linked up to our aura system, um, then we're looking at their heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at the ballpark and the average that they're sitting in. Now, obviously, that's going to vary age to age. You know, I myself, I'm 31. My heart rate variability is around 70 to 90, which is pretty good. Mm. Someone who's in their 40s or 50s will probably be around 50 to 60, which would be very good. And so we know just off that data, if they're dipping to 40 or you know, 30 or whatever it is, then we know their autonomic nervous system is taxed and there's some stress in their life. And then we can correspond that with their sleep data. Look how long they're spending in each stage, REM, deep. But it's not all about the aura ring. What we do as well, we actually physically get our clients to write down their schedule and write down how they're feeling. And a lot of the time with, with data, data's great with smartwatches and devices and stuff like that. And some of them are incredibly accurate now. But we get obsessed with the data. Mm-hmm. And if our client falls into that track, uh, sorry, into that trap of tracking their data, as soon as they open their eyes, they're on their phone, opening up the app, they're looking at their scores, they're not actually looking at how they feel. There's no brain and body connection. So we have a, a sleep journal that we start with for our clients, which simply is to bring awareness to their schedule. So if I say to them, tell me what time you went to bed. So if I say to you, Jason, what time did you go to bed? You say, Gary, I went to bed at 10 p.m. Okay, on Monday. What time did you go to bed on Tuesday? I went to bed at 12 a.m. What about Wednesday? I went to bed at 9.30 p.m. Okay, so now we're starting to see some pattern here where your sleep schedule is very erratic. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to 10, when you woke up, how was your energy? Uh, five or six. What about Tuesday? Uh, it was an eight. Then I'll look at the eight and go, okay, what time do you go to bed? I'll put the corresponding data in there. And then you can tell me your mood. You can tell me uh, even things like what time did you finish eating? What time did you finish drinking? All of this stuff affects how the body responds when it comes to sleep. If you're eating too late at night, too close to your bedtime, your sleep quality is going to be crap. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10. And this is the thing as well with busy entrepreneurs. They eat at regular times. We can get them into an eating window. Yeah. They're obviously, they'll lose weight. Their body's functioning better. Their body's not guessing when it's going to get food next. And they know that over time, it's subconscious habit of when they need to eat. So they're not always watching the clock going, oh, I need to get my meal in. They're just feeling hungry and they're feeling ready for food at the right times mm-hmm. because they're not, you know, they're not eating at 11 p.m. and then they're going to bed at 1 a.m. or and then waking up at 6 a.m. and they're just feeling like crap all day so bringing conscious awareness is, is the biggest thing we do and then on top of that is the aura stuff as a bonus and the actual electronic data that we see but we always start with that writing down bringing awareness to it how is your body feeling wake up rate it out of 10 and then we know we can look at that data and go yeah your optimal bedtime is probably around this window then let's look at your aura data once you've got your ring. And then I'll look at your um, body and how it's responding. And I will suggest tips off top of that. But I'll also look at their schedule in order for them to focus on where they can get the most out of each day. 
<clears throat> and the uh, maximize the hours in the day for them. So, you know, we're talking about tracking patterns and, and getting into a regular routine to where now all of a sudden your body is kind of predicting what it needs when it needs it. Um, how much do you focus on like circadian rhythm with, with your clients? Yeah, huge amount. Um, circadian rhythm is the, is the baseline of, of sleep and it loves consistency. So this is, again, why we have the sleep journal. The more consistent we are with the sleep journal from day one, the more likely our circadian rhythm is to be synced and we'll be in a better sleeping pattern. Light and darkness are the biggest triggers for circadian rhythm as well. So we look at things like bedroom environment. Is your bedroom too dark? Is it too light? If it's too dark in the summer, you're not getting the natural light come in. Then you're not going to be waking up and feeling good because the light's not going to go into your eye, through into the brain, and tell the brain to stop producing melatonin. You're still going to feel sleepy and sluggish until you actually get up out of bed, turn on, a, a, turn on an artificial light, mm-hmm. and go from there. Um, but that isn't what we want. And obviously, in the summer, we, want dark, we do want um, some darkness in the evening. But in the morning, we do still need to be getting that natural light. We don't need to be blocking it out. Uh, and winter, obviously, you know, vice versa. But yeah, that's, um, that's a huge part of what we do. Uh, circadian rhythm is all about timing and this is where the eating stuff comes in as well um, it's, it's everything we do in our program starts with circadian rhythm and then we build on things like chronotypes and then we build on things like morning and evening routine and then we build on exercise and we build on nutrition we can now the circadian rhythm the body's already functioning better everything else becomes so much easier um, simple rule you know get clients eating in a 12-hour window um, and then we can look to dial it back to 10 hours. We can dial it back to eight hours. My, my business partner eats 12 till 6 p.m., six hours. I eat nine till six, so I do nine hours. It works for me, and I know what's best. Some other clients might need 11 hours. Some might need 12. If we're eating outside of the 12-hour window, our stomach and our brain and every other body function and every other cell in our body is doing overtime. Yeah. We're clocking, they're clocking off for the day, then they're being asked back in by the boss, which is you, to do overtime. It puts stress on them. It raises your body temperature, which is really bad for sleep. And it um, taxes your autonomic nervous system as well. So you secrete more cortisol. And then when you go to bed, your body's just wired and you won't be able to sleep. Even if you feel physically tired, your brain's still active. So all of that stuff is due to timing and consistency. And it's a huge, huge factor of what we do. You know, there's a, there's a lot of guys who seem to think that – you know, talking about exercise and this is, this is me just coming from the area that I know. Um, you know, a lot of guys, I'll give them their program and say, okay, how many days a week can you dedicate to this based on your schedule? I'll look at their schedule and we'll, we'll set something up. You know, it could be a three day a week program. If that's the case, then you get more three full body day workouts. Uh, if you can do four, then okay, great. I can split things up for you a little bit. We can get a little bit more specific. It won't be as taxing on the entire body. Uh, but I, I need to understand your schedule. Well, I kind of give them free reign, though, as in terms of like when they feel like they want to try to do it, uh, because I want them to kind of get that 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 rhythm of, OK, whatever I'm trying to do won't work, because here's what most people do. And you've probably found this, too. They try to save it for when they've got everything else done um, or <laughs> or like, you know, if, yeah. OK, I've done everything I need to do today. Now I can get my exercise in. And for a lot of guys, like I'll see, I'll get the notifications on my phone. It's like so-and-so just completed the workout and it's like 9.30 PM, 10 PM. I'm like, they're not going to be able to keep this up because I'm going to give them about about a week. And then they're going to say, this just isn't working for me. Like I'm not feeling good. It's, it's making me feel worse. I'm sore all the time. I was like, well, are you willing to look at exercising at a different time of the day? Because I wanted you to try it out for yourself. Now you see that doesn't work. So can we try something middle of the day or the morning, preferably? Mm. Um, and usually they're a lot more on board to make that switch, and then they're glad they did it. What do you What do you recommend for guys? Because am I on track for saying that guys who try to work out in the evening or work out at night, especially if they're a high performing, uh, you know, entrepreneur, athlete, whatever, is that a, a beneficial thing to do, or does it matter? It massively matters. Just yeah, if we're working out too late. Uh, we're raising our body temperature. We're putting cortisol through our body because we're stressing the body. Um, everyone seems to think cortisol is a bad thing, but the body does need it um, in order to respond. You know, if cortisol activates muscle function, so if we're lifting weights, we need cortisol. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we'll keep you awake. And um, 
your brain will be active as well because it's it's trying to fire all the muscle fibers in the body. So if we're working out too late, too close to bedtime, we're not going to recover. We're not going to enter that deep sleep we need because the body is just going to be too stressed. When we get clients come through our door, we screen them with their current workout time, their current sleep schedule. We ask them to fill out a questionnaire and we say to them, what time would you want to break a world record in the gym? And that will then trigger what time of day they usually feel their best. So if they say to me 2 p.m. and they're currently working out at 6 p.m., I'll go, oh, we're we working out at 2 p.m. then. That's your day. That's your hour. You block that in your calendar. That's your dedication time for exercise. Yeah. Oh, I can't do it because I've got kids and I've got prior commitments. Okay, what about 1 p.m.? What about 3 p.m.? We can work around it. We can build it within a sort of a two, three-hour window. But it's drastically different to where they currently are. And it also gives them, if they're working out in the evening, it gives them more time back in the evening. High-function entrepreneurs, they're entrepreneurs because they want the freedom, they want the schedule. If they don't have freedom, they're not doing their job properly. So if they don't have the freedom to work out, they need serious uh, attention because it's not self-care. So that's what we do. We just ask them a simple question. You know, if you if you want to pull, you know, a 500-pound deadlift well, or whatever it is, you've set a world record, when would you be best at doing it? That's the question. And they, they'll they see them sit back in their chair and I'll go, well, yeah, I really thought oh, probably 3 p.m. I usually feel tired when I work out, but I need to do it because my coach tells me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it starts off mandatory and then it becomes a preference. <laughs> yeah, and it becomes a chore. Yeah, <laughs> and they resent it. And they, they resent you as a coach. And you just go, you know, as a cut, that's, that's the problem with a lot of fitness professionals. It's like, not saying it's you, but I, I've, helped, I've helped fit pros with their own sleep because they're stressed so much with what they want to do with their clients mm-hmm. that they don't actually get the result for their clients because they're not in the best place to show up. They're in incredible shape, yeah. but their heart rate variability is on the floor. And their nervous system is just so tense. And it's like, you look great on paper. However, you've got to sort your own self out, my friend, before you can actually get these guys the results that you want. And it's quite a sad thing to see sometimes, but it's also a common thing to see because that's what a lot of personal trainers do. You know, they, they care so much, so passionately about their clients' results that they forget to look after themselves. And then they forget to then check in with their clients and make sure that they're on track. And that's when the client comes back and says, I'm not getting the results. The coach questions whether they're actually a good coach. And the cycle continues. And um, we know for a fact if the client is in that optimal routine with exercise and they're feeling great, they're going to be happier. So we'll come back to the coach and say, you know, Jason, I've got a great workout today. Fantastic. What time did you do it? And I got a really good night's sleep. Because I gave myself a window before sleep. You know, the ideal window is three to four hours before sleep. So if we're going to bed at 10, we want, don't want to be working out any later than 6 p.m. Um, and then, you know, it just puts you in a better space. Client and coach, hand in hand. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's, um, I, I think it's, it's really easy for a lot, of, a lot of people, especially when it comes to, to trainers. You know, they think that as long as they look the part, then that's what's going to get them clients and it's what's going to get their clients results. I'm like, that's, that's not going to let your client succeed because first of all, the whole reason why they're, they're struggling with their bodies, with their health, with the way they feel about themselves, it has 98% to do with their mindset and their mentality and their practices and their daily habits and their self-care routine. And about one to 2% to do with knowing what to do in the gym. Everybody knows what to do in the gym. It's freely available. It's on Google. You can, you can find it anywhere. The, tr- the struggle is trying to figure out why do you keep getting stuck when you attempt this? Uh, and it's because there's so many, so many other factors. And people just think, if I give them the right nutrition plan, if I just give them enough videos of watching me work out, then that will motivate them to work out. Well, first of all, stop focusing on motivation as the driving force. It's discipline. Like the action creates the motivation. And I'm, I'm the type of coach where, um, you know, I, I focus very heavily on how's my, how's my headspace? What's my mental health look like? Like, what's my emotional health look like? Am I eating things that are going to be beneficial to my energy and, and making me feel better? Am I um, spending the time alone with myself that I need in order to make sure that I'm okay and that everything's good? And, you know, I'm, I'm taking, uh, you know, little short, cold showers. I'm doing like parasympathetic breathing. I'm trying all these different things to make sure that I am optimally functioning. And then that way I can show up better because 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to post any pictures of me working out. I don't want to post any videos of me working out. That's not going to help you. What's going to help you is my ability to coach you. I mean, Phil Jackson was probably the greatest coach in the world and he was not the best NBA athlete. Yeah. It's, yeah. He, he understood everything else. He understood yeah. the balance. And so um, he's a little bit out there in some ways, but anyway, that's a story for another day. When it comes to, you know, like I said, trying to find that, that good time for exercise, I appreciate you uh, shedding some light on that. Um, you know, what would, what would be like a, a beneficial piece of advice in terms of how to structure somebody's day? Just talking about like the average entrepreneur, you know, like they think they're getting up at, at 5 a.m. Um, they're, like you said, they're just kind of fitting their meals in whenever they've got some downtime. They're trying to work out whenever they've got some downtime, if they even do it. You know, most of them aren't. Um, what would be a, an ideal setup or some things to, to switch away from that you see commonly made as mistakes? Mm, good question. First um, thing that we always start with is actually planning your evening routine. So if we say to an entrepreneur who's currently getting five hours, like, look, we'll get you six hours. So you will block out six hours for sleep or half an hour for your evening routine for you to wind down. So six and a half hours out of a 24-hour day. That's all it is. You know, it's 17 and a half hours remaining. And then we'll okay, how much out, how many hours do you need for work? Okay, I need 11 hours, I need 10 hours for work, right? You block that out. Block out what you want to do. So in the morning, lead generation or business networking or even meditation, block out an hour for morning routine, whatever it is you want to do. Then in the afternoon, we'll do the same. And then we'll block out time for dinner, we'll block out time for lunch, we'll block out time for exercise. All of this stuff, when it becomes tangible and actually becomes visual for the person we're working with, they realize how many hours they actually have in a day. And it's a mindset switch because they go, like, what am I doing with the rest of my time? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen my entire schedule on paper or on, you know, for instance, I use Google Calendar to plan my day. If I can color code everything on Google Calendar, and it may sound quite obs- <laughs> yeah. It may sound quite <laughs> obsessive to some people and think, "Oh no, I'm not going to go into that much detail." But it becomes second nature, mm-hmm. and it's not obsessive because it gets the result. Yeah. And if you're really as as bold and brave as you say you are as an entrepreneur, you'll do whatever it takes to get the result. So that's what I say to people: plan you everything else around sleep, and then when you've got into that routine, then we can look to increase your sleep dependent on what your body needs. If you need seven hours, if you need seven and a half, look to add an extra hour in because you've got so much time in the day. You know, you've you've got all that time to exercise and eat and do what you want to do and socialize and switch off. You don't need all the distractions that you're currently facing because you're sleep deprived. We get you into a better mindset. You're not going to be scrolling Facebook for an hour, you know, every three hours wasting time. You're not going to be on Instagram you're not going to be on Twitter. You're not going to be checking emails that don't need any attention. You're going to look at your schedule. That's your ball. Um, that's your uh, blueprint. That's when you're in the ball game. And then you switch off. You do the work. You come back to it. You look at it again. And go again. And when we stick to that, it's such a simple thing to focus on that everything else doesn't matter. Then when we have the time for sleep, our body is ready because we're consistent. Again, circadian rhythm. We're consistent with our day-to-day routine the body is ready at the right time to start feeling sleepy and start wanting down for sleep. We improve the sleep quality. We don't focus on the duration. Everyone has the magic number of eight hours that we need to get eight hours. That's just bullshit in my opinion. You know, not everyone needs eight hours. We need Mm -hmm. to look at what's best for us, how we can improve our sleep quality. Then and only then when we've done it for a while, can we look at the actual duration? How are we affected by this current number that we're doing? Do I need more sleep? If I don't, why am I chasing this number that it's not going to benefit me? Because I could feel worse if I get more sleep. My body could enter into another cycle that it doesn't need. It could do extra work. Ultimately, my organs are more stressed when I wake up and I feel lethargic. Mm -hmm. But I've got nine hours sleep. How does that work? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what we do, you know. That's That's how we say. We plan a schedule around sleep. Everything else comes after that. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more on that. It, you know, there's something that you'd said, being a, a fellow like Google Calendar uh, aficionado, I, <laughs> I, I, there's, a, there's a lot of clients that I've, I've spoken with, and it's been a hard thing to, 
emphasize that need to create a schedule, to create a routine of, look, you have to do the same thing like as you need to do at the same time roughly throughout the day. It's the same thing like what you said. If you can, try to go to bed at the same time. Try to wake up around the same time. If your schedule needs to fluctuate, let it fluctuate, but account for it at some other point. Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of people that just think, oh, I, I, you know, I created this business because – or I, I pursued this job in sales or whatever it is so I could create the flexibility in my schedule so I don't have to be stuck to a certain rigid set of, of hours. And they think that for some reason that creating a schedule means restriction, you know, like you don't have freedom anymore. And I always argue – and you can shed some light on this too – I think there's more freedom in having structure, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because you're not going, you're not going to be working 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. are you? Your 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 freedom is is the time when you exercise. You can go to the gym at whatever time you want. You can go and eat out whatever time you want. Just account for it. Yeah. And if we have everything in our head, and we think that we can just run on a schedule that's in our head, we it's just a state of denial because we're not going to be as productive as we want, even though we think we are, we're always going to be guessing why we don't get stuff done when we have supposedly the freedom to do what we want and we don't want to stick to a schedule. And ultimately it's going to build more stress. Mm. If we have the schedule to fall back on, we can adjust. time. It doesn't have to be set in stone. If you have a half an hour buffer for everything, or even 15 minutes. If you say, I'm going to have lunch at 3.30, or so I'm going to have um, a workout at 3.30, I'm going to have dinner at 6. You can go, okay, well, today I'll work out at 6.30, and I'll have lunch, at, I'll have dinner at 4, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you can switch them around to actually match up with what you want to do. You don't have to be stressing and going, I've got so much work to do, but I'm not getting any freedom, even though I thought I was getting freedom. Just look at your schedule and go, Oh yeah, I can actually. I can yeah, I can go. You know, I can go shopping for an hour that day if I want to, because mm-hmm. everything else is accounted for. And I'll argue alongside you, Jason, or anyone who says that they feel overwhelmed, because it's like, how can you feel overwhelmed if you're planning everything and you're sticking to it? You can't feel overwhelmed. And even if they argue with that point further, I will say, give me three to five high yielding tasks that you're doing every single day for your business. And if they can't list me three to five high-yielding tasks, I know that they're wasting a lot of time. Because mm. if, they're, if they're doing lead generation, they're doing marketing, if they're doing uh, conversations, this is how you and I got onto this podcast, we had a conversation. Yeah. If they're posting on social media and if they're checking in with their team members, there's five high-yielding tasks. Mm-hmm. They're going to grow their business every single day. Everything else doesn't matter. And that's when people become overwhelmed. That's when their sleep schedule becomes disrupted. That's when their social life falls off the cliff. And that's when stress builds. Mm-hmm. Everything else that you think you need to focus on is a distraction. Build your business and your um, sleep around an optimal schedule that works for you. Don't try and compare yourself. Don't try and look at other people and think you need the next best thing. Always consider what works for you. And then when you can have that set schedule and that consistency, your body will thank you for it later on. Mm. Yeah, I uh, that has been a, a hard earn or hard learned lesson. Uh, I know like for myself or for a lot of other people, um, hopefully some guys listening to this episode might take a closer look at their, their sleep schedule and, and realize like, okay, maybe I'm not doing all these things that Gary's saying I need to do. And I need to take a closer look because <laughs> right. Like, uh, self-awareness. I don't want to scare anybody. By yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't think you're doing that at all. I think if anything, yeah. it's more of just kind of, uh, you know, you're disrupting um, maybe uh, thought patterns that aren't serving them, you know, and, and that's that's the hardest thing is just you're coming in there and you're kind of um, any good coach does this. You're, you're basically just kind of like slapping truth across their proverbial faces. And there's a little shock factor at first. And then they realize like, OK, well, if what I'm doing isn't working and I need to try and do something different. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Are, are you are you doing this? for you or you're doing it for a current reason if you're if you're doing stuff sorry doing it for another reason if you're doing it for another reason to try and achieve this this goal that you think is going to serve you you need to have 
a serious word with yourself because there's always a trigger point in our lives where we decide to become something, decide to become an entrepreneur, physical therapist, whatever it is. And then along the way, we get distractions mm-hmm. and that changes our narrative when we go, actually, I want this now. I want, I want the, the seven-figure salary. I want the Ferrari. I want the Lamborghini. You think, did you actually become an entrepreneur for those things or did you become an entrepreneur to have freedom in your life and spend time with your family? Bring, them back, bring everyone back down to earth. Plan your schedule, get your sleep right, look after yourself. And you nailed it earlier on in this podcast when you said that your family will just be getting the leftovers. Yeah. You have nothing to serve. If you're burning yourself out and you're chasing this dream, you're having object referral, basically. You're, you're chasing something that doesn't matter to you. Um, you think it does at the time, but it's not serving you, this, this, this outside dream. That will come if you want it to, but you have to ground yourself first. And not be distracted by that, not be chasing the carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah. And that, again, if you're in that thought pattern, you're probably getting poor sleep. Mm-hmm. Your brain is just racing away with, with stuff that you think you need and you're not focusing on what is actually going to drive your business forward. Um, and it's a huge, huge factor in what I hear with my coaching when people say to me, I, come, I became an entrepreneur because I want to I make an impact. I want to create a legacy. Okay, well, what do you want to achieve in the next year? I, I want... So an X amount of money, I want this car, I want this house. Well, create the impact of the legacy and the car and the house will come. You're yeah. being distracted by the car and the house because you're not in a good headspace. You're not in the right schedule. You're not functioning as you need to and you're not executing the goals that you keep saying you're going to execute daily. You're just failing and that builds stress and it builds a poor, poor lifestyle that you said that you wanted to pursue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something, something gets lost along the way where you know, they they start seeing a little success. or they start seeing things really start to pick up. And then they're, they've turned into being uh, busy instead of productive. Uh, They've turned into just focused on the things, you know, it's like, if I, if I don't stay busy all the time, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? What are you trying to do? Yeah. Why do you need to be busy? Why do you think you need to be busy all the time? You don't, you, you just do, you plant the seeds and you wait, you reap rewards later on. You be in this for the long game. Yeah. I, go Just quickly going back to the to professional golfer I work with, he's, he got into the headspace of overthinking his lessons with his clients, overthinking his swing and his game. Even though he's playing really good golf, he got into bad state because his mind was elsewhere because he'd taken on so much um, with his business, you know, coaching. And also when he was trying to play, he was overanalyzing everything. And I was just like, you've got to be, you've got to ground yourself, go back to where you were, you know, go back to what you were good at. You became a professional golfer because you were good at this. Focus on this, get your sleep right and your schedule right. Everything else will take care of itself. And we don't need to get into these, these thought patterns that don't serve us because it just adds into so much more um, on a deeper level into our nervous system that we don't actually realize. Like you said earlier, when you're on the phone, you were stressed, you had a stress phone call. You didn't feel physically stressed, but your body was inside. Yeah. And this is where people come into these patterns that they think are serving them. Like, oh, I don't feel stressed. I feel okay. But I just, I just can't relax. I can't switch off. I hear that language so often. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, because your body's fried. Like your internal body is fried because you're just in this vicious cycle that is just so detrimental to you yeah man this is this is the type of stuff that i i love uh the more the more i learn about it the more interesting it comes to me the more i try to look at how does this need to change what i'm doing how does this need to change like what i'm doing for for my clients you know am i putting the right emphasis in the right places uh and that's that's what i would love love if i could get just every single one of my clients uh on a phone call with you um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully after, hopefully after this, they're going to be like, okay, well, if he's recommending somebody, uh, to talk to, or, you know, for me to talk to, he's, he's actually somebody that I feel like I could have a conversation with. And he's not, you know, going to tell me all of a sudden that my whole life is, is terrible. And I need to just change everything <laughs> because that's, that's not the point. And, no, uh, no. for some reason, sleep is kind of like, People want to people want to treat talking about their sleep kind of like they're talking about their budget or like they're talking mm. about their their sex life or something like we just mm. uh, we don't talk about that. You know? Yeah, it's a very sensitive subject with people. They they just think that there's this 
aura of invincibility about them in their sleep schedule that like I said earlier, they'll be fine. They can get by. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to have a chat with anyone. You know, there's no sales pitch here. There's no sleazy tactics. I'm happy to have a 30 minute to an hour conversation with anybody who wants to reach out to me. Um, sleep is something that I, you've heard me talk about it on this podcast. I'm sorry if I've repeated myself numerous times, but it's just the passion that comes out of me when I talk about this subject, especially with someone like you, Jason, who's in a similar field with mm-hmm. in regards to performance and recovery and physical wellness. I could just talk for hours um because it just means so much and i know that there's so many people out there in the uk and the united states around the world that are just struggling with sleep but they don't have a solution i mean on the market right now what do you have you have sleeping pills you can go to your doctor you can get sleeping pills or you can go buy a new mattress or you can go get a new duvet pillows try lavender oil lavender oil is fantastic but you have to have better sleep quality on top of every other sort of thing and gimmick thing that you find on the market, mm-hmm. you can buy a new mattress, but if you're still in the right schedule, your seats quality is still going to be poor. Yeah. And this is what isn't out there at the moment. There isn't a coach for sleep. There isn't a coach for sleep optimization, which mm-hmm. is why we're here to make such a big impact. And we're here to literally change people's lives. It's what we want to do. Yeah. So. No, fantastic and perfectly said. And that's, you know, without us really like drawing attention to it, all you've talked about is all these things that, that flow together um, into that, that tapestry of really what it takes to uncover becoming a better version of yourself or becoming a better man. Because, um, you know, you really have to be able to leave no stone unturned when it comes to looking at auditing yourself. That includes yes. sleep, diet, exercise, everything. And so, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing your time with us, for coming on. Um, like I said, guys, he, he is a fantastic resource. He will talk to you. Uh, there is no gimmick. There's no, no salesy pitch at the end or anything like that. That's, I mean, if you want that, that's up to you guys, but um, you don't have to, to go into it feeling like you're going to get pressured into something. So if you want to follow more about Gary, um, you can see him on, on Facebook, Gary J. Allman. And I'll, I'll put this in the show notes, guys, so you can see how to spell it. It's A-L-L-M-A-N. Uh, and then same thing on, on Instagram. It's at Gary J. Allman. So, uh, Gary, brother, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing a lot of this, this wisdom in an area that not enough people look at. And so hopefully that's drawn a lot more attention to it. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Great okay. to talk. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag Becoming a Better Man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families. 